Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, listen, viewers are tuned in, man. A couple more days, we'll see uh, season two, Grand Crew, as Anthony Holmes. Uh, we've been waiting for season two to, to come, come up, my friend. Oh, man, no. Trust me, if you've been waiting, I've been waiting even longer. I mean, I, I'm super excited. We're all super excited for the world to get a chance to see what we've been working on. Um, and it's, uh, it's a really, it's a hell of a season. So super excited for Friday. Right. Uh, we're going to jump into... Uh, season two in a few minutes uh, but i was like trying to do some research on you man. i want to get to know a little bit more about you i saw that you grew up in the entertainment industry but what pushed you to get into it ah it's a good question it's like which came first the chicken or the egg you know like you said i definitely grew up in and around the industry both of my parents are actors um, a lot of their friends are actors writers directors i definitely was shy about entering into the industry myself um and at first fell in love with sports uh, so that was that was my first love. And then in time, I think I just I just found that there was like a hole inside of me almost, mm. you know, something that I wanted to get out and express. And so I made the decision in 10th grade. Um, I kind of call it divine intervention in some in some ways, but I made the decision, uh, decision excuse me, to uh, to then sort of delve into my artistry. And, and from then on, I've, I've pretty much. Uh, just been doing that, you know. Um, so I don't know. I think it definitely helped that I was around my parents and and that and that artist community and always going to plays and always going to, you know, see uh, uh, art exhibits and on sets and stuff like that. So that definitely was always feeding me, um, even though I wasn't quite aware of it. I think at yeah. the time, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it just it, it just kind of made me into who I am today in, in many ways. And then, uh, yeah, that that's mm -hmm. that's sort of the decision I've made for myself. I'm happy that I did it because uh, I'm not tall enough to be, an, uh, to be a basketball player. So, <laughs> so, so uh, it panned out for me in the end. What was, uh, when you told your parents you're going for it, everything, uh, what was their reaction? And what's the one best of advice they gave you throughout this journey that you've been going through so far? Yeah, no, good question. Um, my parents have been really supportive all the way through. Um, Initially, their concern was just to be sure that I was in it for the right reasons. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, as I'm sure you were well aware of, you probably had many people come on the show and say this as well. But uh, it's just it's not for the faint of heart. You know, um, a life in the arts is, is there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of ups yeah. and flows. So you want to make sure that you're in it for the right reasons. And um, and furthermore, my parents would just always always stress that um, that I should take my craft seriously and put my craft first and enjoy the process as a, as opposed mm. to like the product. Um, um, and so that is what I've always taken away from them. And, and I'm glad that they have really stressed that upon me because I've been through so many ups and downs, um, ebbs and flows. And what has sustained me is my love, uh, love of the, of, of the craft and my passion for the craft. Um, and that, that deepens the more and more that you, that you immerse yourself in, in it. You mentioned the ups and downs. What makes you stay focused? Even if you're having a bad day with something, next day you're like, all right, forget everything, keep going. Yeah. Um, what makes me stay focused? That's a really good question. I'm not having the best of days today, matter of fact, if I'm being completely honest. So I think I think what it is again is is back to just like, okay, what can I get back to? What is gonna be um 
my guiding force. So like, for instance, for me, it's like, sometimes I'm not having a bad day, then, you know, maybe you want to just write, you know, writing yeah. comes. That's, that could be your guiding light. Or perhaps you just take yourself to go see a movie, you know, and get yourself out of your out of your mind, working out. You know, these things are, are things that have, that have helped. And I, I've just sort of acquired um, certain tools that help me along the way, you know. Um, for instance, today, I'm like, I'm going to go see a movie. You know, I'm going to go see a movie that maybe that'll inspire me perhaps, and I'll come back and do a little writing. And, and again, just going back to just just the craft and and just the love of the craft that always sort of helps me get out of those those moods you know because um, mm -hmm. you can't affect what's happening outside of your or in your life and right. in external forces you know what i mean that, that you have no control over so you try to just do the internal work mm -hmm. i guess you mentioned writing everything like throughout your career is there is that something you want to like dig more into like get behind the scenes also to work behind the scenes yeah absolutely i mean i went to school for um for directing in film so okay. i went to school i kind of had a really non-conventional route but um i ended up full I'll, I'll go back a little bit so i ended up uh essentially sort of dropping out of high school and getting my ged and then mm. starting my career a year after i i finished school and then the writer strike happened and then i went back to school i went to a school in chicago called columbia college chicago and i um I studied there and I, and I went there knowing that I'd already, you know, been doing some professional work acting wise. I was in some classes and working with some teachers, but I also wanted to explore directing. I'd done some directing in, in high school as well. And so right. uh, it was equally important to me that I, that I, you know, that I learned more about that side of, of, of film. And so all that to say, uh, when I ended up coming back to LA, I left early to come back to LA because I had some job opportunities in the acting realm. Um, I knew that, I was going to eventually segue back into directing. And so writing is, a, is an opportunity for me to uh, to direct, essentially. Um, so I'm writing a couple of projects right now. Uh, one is a, is a semi-autobiographical um, family drama, if you will, yeah. um, that I hope to direct as well, that I will direct as well. Um, and so, yeah, so one sort of supports the other in many ways. My acting supports my writing, my writing supports right. my directing. But the writing is definitely a vehicle for the directing right now. What's Aaron's goal? Do you have like a goal that you want to hit someday or even like a role that you kind of hope you get your hands on? Man, um, I'll say this. It's hard to really pinpoint like a role, for, for, for instance, because I think roles come into your life at the time that they're meant to come into your life. Mm. Um, I will say that I would love to get to an opportunity, uh, get to a place in my career where I can pick and choose what I want okay. to do. Yeah. Or I have a little more... Uh, autonomy and you know over that yeah um uh outside of that what was your first question i'm sorry you, you said and then the like first the ultimate, like the ultimate goal like what are you hoping that you get your yeah, hands on? i mean the ultimate goal is just to just just to have some freedom of, of of choice and 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 to be able to to work with certain directors and actors that i've wanted to work with and mm. and to be able to do like all three of those things that i listed before which is the writing the acting and, and the directing uh and just yeah to just to have that that sort of creative freedom would be would be my goal. Um, mm. I'm not looking at any one person's career anymore and going, I want that career. Right, anymore. right. Nor am I saying, oh, this is the this is the role that I really really want to do. I mean, look, I will say this though. Never mind. I, I'm making an amendment to that right now. <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> this is probably crazy to some people, but Kanye West for me is like such a polarizing character, and. Uh, there's, I would really be interested in playing him in a biopic just because of how fascinating he is or a mm. character like that. You know, I mean, yeah. I definitely 
drama is something that I that I would love to do more of. Um, I started on the stage, you know, so I, I liken myself to to more of a dramatic actor than I do comedic. Although obviously I'm on Grand Crew now, which is a right. uh, so so yeah. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of characters out there, but um, ultimately I just think that um, that one I also want to just play roles that that give people. That, that allow people to be seen, you know, that otherwise are, mm. are not able to, to have that, their stories told, you know, so I want to bring light to that. And uh, yeah. Awesome. So yes, yeah, jump right to uh grand crew. Now uh, we're sure. in a few days. Uh, we see you as Anthony, but I was, when I was doing some research on you, I saw that you didn't originally go in for Anthony. Yeah, no, I did not. I was, uh, I originally went in for. Did I read Noah? Noah? And, then you tested, and then you tested for Wyatt. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a while now, but yeah. So I went in for Noah, tested for Wyatt, and that was a crazy, uh, man. That that was that was a crazy process. I mean, I'm so glad that they kept bringing me in, you know, mm-hmm. because you hear about it in this industry. You're like, hey, well, they're bringing you in, so that that means they they like you, and right. you know, sometimes you get the role, but 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 many times you don't, and that can kind of like we were saying earlier, you know, there's so many ups and downs that can sometimes. Uh, beat you down a little bit, right? You can get a little despondent and get a little discouraged. And so in this instance, uh, Phil Augusta Jackson, Dan Gore, um, with two EPs on, on on the project, they they kept bringing me back. And um, and I guess they were just trying to find a place for me, trying to find the mm-hmm. right place. I think we landed on the right character. Uh, I mean, Noah and Wyatt are a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun exploring those characters and, and bringing my own sort of flavor to them. But, uh, but ultimately, yeah, I tested for Wyatt. We went through that test. It went really well. It felt good about it. And then they were like, "Hey, we we don't we don't think this is gonna go your way, but we've got this character, Anthony. We know you haven't even read for him, but like, would you consider testing? You know, you don't have mm. to read this test." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." You know, at that point, I'd fallen over the project. I'd fallen over the people, and so I definitely wanted to um, wanted to be involved any way I could. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, it, it worked out in the end and then, yeah, Anthony was, was my character. Yeah. And I, I think I tested with, with, uh, Carl Tart who plays Sherm. Um, and we had a, had a really, really lovely time in that session. And then, uh, then yeah, it all came together. And honestly, when we did the table reading, our first table reading, uh, shout out to Justin Cunningham, who does play Wyatt. Uh, I was like, there's no, there's no way he's so brilliant in the role. He's mm. so funny in the role. I was like, there's no way they gave it to the right guy and I'm in the right role and everything right. happens for a reason. And so all those, you know, all those things you hear, all those adages you hear are, are, are very true, you know, right. and we're true in this particular instance as well. I went back and I watched a few episodes just uh, before we were going to talk and everything. And I like, what I like about Anthony too, he's like, he's a happy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time he's, he's like very happy. You know, he's like, he loves his job. I feel like being an accountant and everything like what, like what draws you to the role? What drew you to the role? Yeah, I think I think it's his love of his job, mm. right? And I, I, like you said, he's very happy. He seems very like content. He knows what he wants. Okay. You know, he knows who he is. I think and knows who he isn't in many ways. Um, he knows what he wants in his in his in his work life. Maybe less so in his love life, which I think we'll start to explore more. You know, yeah. uh, as time goes on, and in this second season, you get a little bit of that. But but what initially drew drew me to him was you know. Like I said, you know, Anthony was a UCLA graduate. Anthony then went from, I imagine in my mind, he went from UCLA, then went to this firm and then started working yeah. with the firm and has risen through the, the firm. And 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 that's so different from my um, 
from, from my from 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 my life and from you know my experience that yeah. it was fun to sort of get to like assume that type of person you know yeah. and and find sort of different idiosyncrasies or nuances or character traits than than my own and sort of start to find that now I'd be lying if I said there's not parts of me in this obviously there are but yeah. but that was what what initially drew me to to the role it, it was a lot of fun to kind of like tap into that he's also I feel like you know as you as you may have seen and I don't know which episodes you watch but like the first episode uh he uh <laughs> with the coasters and everything with, with the roommate Sherm, you know, I mean, there, there's certain OCD oh, yeah. <laughs> qualities that he has, you know, he's very particular. Uh, and, and I really, I really have fun leaning into that, those moments, as well as like, he's, he's a straight shooter, you know, um, I, I'm non-confrontational in real life. So, so like to, to, to be able to kind of just say what's on your mind or what the audience is thinking, that's been a lot of fun for me. Mm. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite thing about uh, Anthony? And is there anything you would change about him if you could? Oh, man. Okay, well, my favorite thing is how driven he is, man, how much he loves mm -hmm. his job. That's my favorite thing. Uh, if I could change anything, I would I would say maybe his dance moves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I, I would love for him to be a better a better dancer uh, than he is. I mean, uh, you know, I think the first season, what is it? He, he only knows how to freak dance, as they say. So, mm. uh, yeah, I would say that's that's what I would change about it. <laughs> I, I give him some dance yeah. class. Obviously, I know you can't tell us that much about season two, but uh, how would you describe Anthony's journey from season one now heading into season two? Yeah, I think I sort of touched on this a bit earlier, just a second ago. But I think for me, um, we see him in the first season. Like you said, he's he's very mm -hmm. loved with his with his job. Uh, I think his job comes first. And then as we sort of move into the second season, I think the arc is really going to be um, finding more of a work life balance okay. and 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 exploring potentially, you know, uh, a love life of some sort and what that means mm -hmm. for him and how that might help him grow uh, and evolve into a better, a better man, a more well, mm -hmm. a well-rounded man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned the word love and the, one of the main focus of this show is also the love of wine. Yeah. I was told to ask you what's your favorite wine or winery. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Uh, right now, Brown estate, which is in Napa. Um, they have a wine called chaos theory. That's, that's fantastic. It's a, it's a cabin. It's a cabernet sauvignon, but I but I can't remember if it's a blend of some sort. But chaos theory, brown estate. That's uh that's my favorite right now. In fact, I'm looking at my bar over in the corner, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm looking at it. It's right there. Yeah, it's, you got it propped up and everything. So nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So throughout the the series and everything, what theme or messages do you hope like the viewers take out of this when they start watching the show? Yeah, I think um well theme is would just be joy. You know, happiness, love. Yeah. Um, look, the the world is is not always um, the most ideal place, you know. Yeah. And so, I and, and of course, we've been dealing with a lot over the past few years with the pandemic, yeah. and so on and so forth. So, I think I just want people to to be able to escape for a little bit um, and to to laugh and forget about their troubles, you know, whatever troubles those may be, and. Um, and then outside of that, you know, I just, yeah, I, I think that hopefully they'll be able to see themselves represented in in one of our characters or all of the characters. Maybe they'll see parts mm -hmm. of themselves. Um, I, I think it's a very, I think our show is a very 
human show and we tell human stories um, mm. that a lot of people can connect with. And so that's that's a uh, that's my that's my that's my hope. That's my aim. Speaking of that, the cast, so you have a wonderful cast. A few years ago, I had Eko Kilaman from Arrow when he was on Arrow. And now, obviously, he's oh, on yeah. here with you. He is one of the nicest guys yeah. ever, I believe. For sure. Absolutely. No, I was just texting with Echo before we got on, in fact. Yeah. Uh, no, he's wonderful. I mean, he's wonderful, but so is everybody in our cast. And we all, like, get along, which is not often ca- often the right. case. You know, so we're very lucky. We know that we're very lucky. And, uh, and we hang out a lot. In fact, we hang out as the cast. At a, at a bar here in LA. That's awesome. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't say the name of the bar, but right, right. And um, and yeah, man, we we really enjoy being around one another. And, and Echo's Echo's fantastic, man. Echo's mm. Echo's an amazing guy for sure. Very creative, now, all of Oh yeah, definitely. It, all right, last question about the show now is: What do you hope audiences will remember the most about your performance on this show? Oh man, I hope that I I hope that I. Su- I hope that I surprise them a bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hope that I can constantly keep surprising them. I think there are moments this season where we'll get to see parts of, of, of Anthony that we didn't see the first season. And, uh, you know, if we're willing, if, if we're able to have a third season as well, then I hope that will continue on and on and on and on. Um, I never want the audience to feel like uh, they can predict what I'm going to do next or as yeah. the character, or as an actor. So definitely just uh, unpredictability. That's awesome. Aaron, we have uh, Grand Crew, March 3rd, premiering yes. uh, season two. How can the viewers and listeners not find you on social media, keep up with you for more news on season two and possibly season three, hopefully? Yes, yeah. Please, please find me um, on Instagram at Aaron Taylor Jennings. Uh, that is my only social media for right now. But then also, please, please watch Grand Crew this Friday, uh, March 3rd at 8.30 p.m. So we can't wait for you guys to see this new season. It's going to be amazing. That's awesome. Aaron, I want to thank you for being here for this. It was great. Um, let's get you back on in the future. I would love to just talk. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.